welcome to the Let's Talk International Education podcast. I'm your host, Ruth Benny, founder of Top Schools. We're here for you, whether you're a parent, grandparent, a teacher, as long as you're interested in education, you're in the right place. We work hard to bring relevant, up-to-date and possibly controversial information on all things related to education. In this first season, we've invited education leaders from around the world, as well as parents just like you and I. We're pleased you found us. Don't forget to subscribe. And here's today's episode. And good morning. Good morning to Facebook. And my name is Ruth Benny. I'm founder of Top Schools. And welcome to this live with ML Kingsley School in Kingsley International School in Malaysia, Maple Leaf into Kingsley International School. Welcome to my guests, uh, Miss Priya, Miss Catherine, and Miss Josephine. Uh, good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. So it's a holiday for us here in Hong Kong. So hello to the parents there that um, hopefully you have a day off and uh, happy Qingming. Um, but for you in uh, Kuala Lumpur, it's uh, business as usual and I expect you have a busy day at school. So we're excited to learn a bit more about this school. So maybe I could ask each of you just very briefly to give a little overview because I know you're representing different sections of the school and, um, and why we're introducing the school to, to a Hong Kong audience as well. Shall we begin with, um, who would like to go first? <laughs> Ms. Priya? Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Uh, hi, parents, uh, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am Priya. I am the secondary principal of Maple Leaf Kingsley International School. I have been working here for 12 years. Ms. Josephine, over to you. Hi, um, I'm Josephine and I am the primary principal of uh, Kingsley International School. Oh, uh, welcome to uh, these live shows. And I have been with the school for 10 years. Catherine, I think you're muted. Oh. Catherine. Yep. Yes, sorry, sorry. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Catherine from the Kingsley Admission Team. Okay, uh, welcome all to this uh, webinar. Okay, thanks. So parents, if you have any questions at any point during the live, um, we'll get to them. And if you're watching on the recording, just type your comments, we'll also get to your questions. So um, I know that you have a few Hong Kong students and particularly in the last few years, um, more and more Hong Kong families have been looking to your school. So um, maybe, um, Josephine, we would start with the younger uh, younger children in the primary section. You know, can you tell us a little bit about those those families, why they're choosing the school, and you know what you're able to deliver for them? Um, okay, uh, I um, most of my um, Hong Kong students they are in the boarding. First of all, they come here uh, because of the boarding that uh, the service that we have, and uh, parents, of course, have seen the boarding and they have uh, did a tour, and also they are very happy with uh, the security in Kingsley. That's why they put their students. They are very confident to put their children with us and leave them uh, with the boarding. Yeah. So, what age does the boarding start, Josephine? Uh, age eleven. So that would be year six. Year six, but we do some uh, exceptional for uh, year five who are 10 years old uh, to put in boarding too. And we will have uh, special instructions for the warden to keep an extra eye on them. Okay, so year five minimum. What, what, how many children do you have boarding in year five? Um, currently, I think we only have like um, 
two or three, not many. Right. Yes. Okay. So maybe their siblings? Yes, the siblings, yes. Their siblings is in secondary. So yeah. So, so we, yeah, we've discussed before that the school provides boarding from year six. Now, we know that many of our parents are interested in boarding. And, you know, we work with a lot of schools in the UK, for example, um, which is a very obvious destination for, for our Hong Kong families. Um, my children are boarding. I'm a big fan of boarding. So, so why don't we, we look at that? And I think that parents are also concerned about the um, pastoral environment, you know, sending your children away although malaysia is not as far away as as a lot of places that they might be considering so there's a, definitely a benefit in having them a little bit closer to home so uh, tell us a bit more about the boarding and maybe miss priya you want to jump in here as well because you you know your secondary students are boarding more um well yeah, i would sure. say that Sorry, Mr. Sorry, Ms. Priya. But I will say that the boarding, um, they are very structured in a way that students are, are, are like, um, they have a timetable for the students, which is a good thing because it helps them to be independent. That is, I think, the ultimate aim for a lot of parents that they want them to be independent. So even um, not only for foreign students, even for local students, some of them, I think a lot of them actually put them in boarding, especially the secondary students, because of they want them to be independent. As you know that in Malaysia, uh, a lot of households, they do have maids. So, but in boarding, they will have to do everything by themselves. So there will be a timetable for them to follow very strictly, like what time to wake up, you know, what time to go to school, when they come back. Activities will be planned by the warden. And also they will have like, uh, at the end, uh, after uh, dinner, they will also have a prep time, if I'm not wrong, Ms. Priya. And then, yes. uh, yeah, yeah, maybe Priya can continue with the prep time there. Well, uh, to be honest, boarding school here in Maple Leaf Kingsley International School equips the students with a conducive living space, uh, countless facilities, and we have uh, you know wonderful transportation facilities for the students, whereby we bring them out for their you know um, shopping, and uh, we just don't want them to be just in the room or in the school vicinity. They are, I mean, for secondary children, they are set growing adults, they want their freedom, they want to walk around. So we even provide them, uh, you know, to bring them out from the boarding as well. Um, they're also given uh, prep time, like what Ms. Josephine said, we have teachers staying with the students there in the boarding, hence uh, their prep time where students get to, you know, uh, do their homework or do their projects with their teachers. And they have an added advantage. They can even use the library after schooling hours, uh, the computer labs, the science labs are all open to our boarding students so they get to do more learning and apart from that they have uh, like what i mentioned this now they they have uh, time for them for other activities like games uh, gym they, they even have access to a swimming pool so it's very flexible there in the boarding uh, for the children mm -hmm. I want to break down some of the language because we're using some terminology that is is particular, maybe to boarding schools. I want to understand your, your warden. What what is the role of the warden? I haven't heard this term before in a boarding school. The warden is practically a parent to the children, yeah, who are who are staying in the boarding. Is so it, they take would care. it be housemaster or housemistress? Yes, correct. Yes, yes. Okay. yes. Housemaster. We call them wardens. Yeah. Okay. Why do you call them wardens? Uh, 
that's the term you've been using because they are boarding students. So just like, you know, they are parents to the children. Okay, so, and then the prep time, just want to make sure that parents understand this is the homework time that's scheduled homework, into the... Yes, not yeah. only homework, is a time where they can meet the teachers if they want to clear some of their doubts. Tutors, yeah, yeah. And and so are there tutors in the house to help the children? Yes. Um, particular subject tutors or, or house tutors? How, how does it work? We do have teach. Uh, we do have teachers who are staying in the boarding. They are yeah. teachers who stay back and provide remedial classes for our boarding students. Since they are there in the boarding, hence extra remedial classes are provided for the children. Right. So there's there's no end to the amount of support, and parents don't need to be the ones to be wrangling with their children to to try to get their homework done. Yes. Even yeah. during the MCO period, teachers came down to have one-to-one -one lessons with the children. because And the MCO period for our Hong Kong parents, it was the period when the schools were closed. Oh, oh. What, so what was the MCO period? Uh, we conducted online classes for the children. And since the children are in the boarding, um, they were all cocooned up and we really pitied them. Hence, teachers had to come back to school and provide classes for the children. It's during the oh, pandemic okay. period. So what was MCO? What does that mean? M uh, MCO, uh, it stood for... Um, it was, a, it was during the COVID, right? There was a, it was during the COVID, it was during the lockdown. And so your boarding students were locked in school. They were yes, stuck yes. in school and you were able to accommodate them in school. You didn't send them home. No, we didn't want okay. to send them home because back home, the number of cases were rising tremendously. Hence, we right. kept them here because we know it was safe. It was like a safe bubble for the children. And, uh, you know, we accommodated by providing teachers coming over to give them lessons. Oh, amazing. All right. Because I know in the UK, a lot of the, um, well, we, we won't talk about that. I mean, hopefully <laughs> we're, we're all done with that now. So all schools are open. Yeah. And, yes, and physically. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, boarding school has a certain structure. I think this is a word that will, um, you know, we will, we will mention this word a number of times. And, you know, for parents who, I mean, what, are there any sorts of students that boarding particularly suits? I mean, this is a question I get asked a lot. And I, I mean, I have my own answers, but, you know, you, you must meet so many different types of children, those that are already fairly independent, those who are perhaps definitely not and you know how do you accommodate all different types of students into a boarding environment uh, you see each floor has specific wardens or house masters and mistress they take care of x number of students it's not all all students to one house master or one head warden each floor have respective head wardens and head masters. They take care of the children. Like what you mentioned just now, it's extremely structured. There is time for them to hand in their electronic devices, time for them for play, time for prep, time for meal. So it's very structured and disciplined. Yeah. Yeah. And also from my understanding that uh, actually the students, they have like twin sharing. When it's twin sharing, normally the housemaster will actually uh, pair them up with like somebody who is more independent or more able with less able students mm -hmm. so that you know that they will peer learn from each other 
So twin sharing would be some sort of buddy system, is it? Yes, yes. it's a buddy system that. so that, you know, that they will be not lost. Yeah, yeah I'll just do just like that. And then when, when you receive a student, is there any matching in terms of like, I assume different type, different houses have different wardens and they might have their own sort of personality to a certain extent. Um, is Do you do any matching with individual students to the houses or is it? We do. We do. You do. The wardens will assess, we will assess, and even parents will even share with us the strengths and weaknesses of the child. And then we will know how to mix and match uh, the yeah. students in the in a room. We are very particular yeah. in that, actually. Yeah? Yes. I, mean, I often say to parents when they're choosing a boarding school, they're choosing the school, but but more than that, they're choosing the house. Yes. They're choosing the houses yes. and the yes. wardens. And yes. it's, it's a micro-community within... A Correct. community. Correct. So, Correct. Interesting. Correct. Interesting. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about curriculum. Again, we're going to stick with this word structure, but it's definitely very balanced as well. So um, for the curriculum, let, let's go back down to the younger learners uh, and let's talk to Josephine from primary school. So just tell us a little bit about the curriculum um, that you're using and how you implement that. Okay, uh, we follow the Cambridge syllabus very strictly because we are yeah, following the British uh, curriculum. So uh, from EYD all the way to uh, year six, actually to A-levels, we do follow uh, Cambridge. And uh, yeah, we cover uh, all the subjects that is required um, by Cambridge. And also uh, we update the parents on whatever. The, so beginning of the term, every beginning of the term, the SOW, the scheme of work will be sent back to the parents to let them know that what will be taught for that term. Okay. And after that, weekly, we will send an update to all the parents, like what has been taught to the to their mm. children. And besides that, we also send the homework list one week in advance to all the parents to make sure that they know and aware of what homework will be assigned the week after so that they will not miss out any homework. So when the kids come back, the parents already know on Tuesday what homework they have from what page to what page. So the parents will not be like uh, suddenly, you know, found out that their child has a homework at 12 midnight, you know, and the work was will not be done, you know, things like that. Because in it, the last time we do get that, but, you know, we, we try to uh, uh, try to improve, you know, the way of our communication with parents. And of course, we also have a portal that uh, is called the parents teacher portal with the parents email, uh, whichever the parents uh, <clears throat> prefer. And also some some of us, we also use our WhatsApp group to communicate with parents. So if parents have any uh, question, queries, you know, they will email us, the teachers, myself or text, and then we will get back to them immediately the, or the day in the morning itself, you know, to let them know what happened. Or sometimes they just call directly to us and we will just yeah. uh, explain to them. Yeah. So again, a number of parents often, um, they wonder what their children are doing in school every day. And, mm -hmm. and some schools and some systems, you know, there's, there's a lack of information really flowing um, back and forth between the school and the parents. Um, so what you're saying is that it sounds like there's a lot of detailed information um, yes. that parents can access about what their child, children are doing in school. Definitely, yes, definitely, because we want to be very clear with the mm. parents that this, these are the things that we are doing in school. 
you know and beside that because of the online classes that we used to have we still have a google classroom with all the students and parents are invited into it so the, all the teaching whatever uh, worksheets and materials will be uploaded in the google classroom so parents can have access to the daily lessons in the google classroom itself right yeah. is there a point at which you you try to wean the parents off of that and suggest that the parents don't access the google classroom and and don't need as much information about what their children are doing in school would that be when they enter secondary uh well not i wouldn't say so there are still some parents who are very inquisitive to know what the child is accessing what are they studying or if they are unable to come to school what they have missed so there is a hand there are still a handful of parents who are still uh you know concerned on what the child has missed or lost or studying so it's there if they want it but maybe at a certain point you're not actively encouraging the parents to be checking every day no we encourage we highly encourage whether they check or don't check we will upload we will send the homework detail we will give you the weekly feedback everything is ongoing whether my parents check or not i will provide all the details to the parents sure, sure. so the cambridge curriculum is obviously a very tried tested and proven uh, structured program you know for, from the uk um in secondary then miss priya then they uh, take the igcses and yes a levels correct they sit for their checkpoint examination in year 9 igcse in year 11 and they do the as and a levels with us yes and all the cambridge program okay now this is hong kong this is asia malaysia parents want to know about grades so just briefly and we know that that, that there's so much more to a school than their grades um but but let's just cover that off um how many subjects um do children generally take for igcse and for a levels and what are your grades looking like for IGCSE, children take nine subjects. For A levels, minimum three, maximum as much as they want, right? And our grades, we have been getting A's and A stars. We've got quite a number of students who got top in the world for a few subjects. For example, environmental management, Mandarin, mathematics, combined science. Quite a number of them have got top in the world. Uh, percentages, I should say, hundred percent passes for all subjects yeah and um, and what are the destinations for university um just roughly oh they go all around the world we have students who are in the uk uh canada um uh, australia uh china mm. yeah so mm. they go all around the world because as you know uh, the cambridge program is accepted all around the world i just see yeah I think parents are often confused about curriculum choice um, in, in my experience. Do you have children who are transitioning from different programs, say they're coming from an IB program or they're coming from US or Canadian? You know, can you tell us a little bit about how you um, accommodate children entering a secondary school that haven't done the Cambridge curriculum at, up to that point? Well, for those students who come from various backgrounds, we will usually have extra classes for them after schooling hours for them to catch up on the uh, curriculum or the subject or the topics that they've missed. So for them to be adjusted. Now, on top of that, as what Ms. Josephine mentioned just now, we have Google Classroom. So all notes, all slides, all the details of the lessons are uploaded. So when students join us from various backgrounds, 
we provide all that details for them. Mm -hmm. Number three, when they come in in between, resource packs, books, all the materials are provided to them so that they are able to catch up, not only by themselves, with the assistance of the teachers. Mm. So you're saying catch up in the sense that whatever they've been doing before, maybe they're not quite up to the standard. Is, is that your experience? Not up to the requirement of the Cambridge program. Cambridge. So hence we will uh, tailor make or make sure it matches uh, right. with requirements. So maybe just a little bit of difference whenever children are transitioning from one yes. program to another. Do you try to identify those differences at the entrance point? So, so what entrance tests do you administer that might give you a little bit of insight into that before you accept the children? We provide them with a Cambridge placement test. So with that, we know where they stand and we assist them from that. Right. Okay, we've talked a bit about we've talked a bit about boarding. We don't have time to talk about everything. We've talked a bit about boarding, a little bit about the curriculum. Um, I want to talk a bit more about everything else because we know that that a school is 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 so much more, and especially when they're boarding, it is their home away from home. There's a community. So, what are the all sort of different complementary activities that children can get involved in in your school? Uh, we well. I will start a little bit. Yeah, uh, we have forty different extracurricular activities. 40? For the, 40, four zero. Yeah, four zero extracurricular activities for the children to choose from. So secondary students, being secondary students, they will like. We are giving them the choice. They can choose any activity of their choice. Now, on top of that, we also provide after-school activities for the children. So if they are not. Uh, happy of having just one hour of ECA, they can also have an additional hour after schooling hours as well. So 40 different activities, horse riding, swimming, you name it. We have it all, cup stacking, uh, 3D printing. We have it all for the children here. And are some of those, are they at extra cost or are they included in the school fees? It, uh, for the extracurricular activity, is within the school fees, within the fee structure. After school activities incurs additional cost. Okay. What about for the boarding students? Like what's the weekend program look like? And how many holidays do you have where they are required to leave the school? Oh, for weekend programs, as I mentioned earlier, we take them out. We take them to Langkawi, we take them to uh, Penang, Malacca, we take them for outdoor trips. We also take them for shopping trips, KLCC, uh, Mid Valley Mega Mall. We take them for all those different kinds of trips. Okay, so not presumably not every weekend they're not going. No, it's no. usually for they need a term break. Yeah, term sure. break, we go for these outdoor activities. So am I. Are you saying that you're not going to let like 15-year-old boys just stay in bed all day on the weekend? <laughs> not allowed, right? No. No, no I'm, I'm not sorry. allowed. <laughs> they have various activities to conduct throughout the yeah. weekend. Yeah, we have a lot of um, uh, interesting activities. <clears throat> so we push them out from their rooms so that they participate, get themselves active. Yeah. At what, yeah. Age, at what age are the children allowed to go um, out of the school on, on their own, unaccompanied, or do you not allow that? If they want to go out alone, we do not allow. 
if they okay. want to go out with a family member or maybe their guardian over here, they the parent or the guardian have to send us email three days prior to the date they have to leave. So only okay. upon um, giving the green light from me and the head of warden, the students will be allowed. And we collect very uh, comprehensive detail, the car plate number, duration, what time they'll be back, who is sending them back home. So all that details must be filled in. That is a, like a template for them to fill in. Uh, that yeah. goes back and forth between the warden and the parent. So when do children get downtime? Because, you know, it, it is about, we talked about structure and balance. So, you know, where, where is their free, like, genuinely free time built into the, into the structure of the day? Well, they do have in-between times, like when they mm. come back from school, they do have time for themselves. Uh, during dinner time, they have time for themselves. After, after prep, prep time, yeah. After prep time, they have time for themselves. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I think we are running out of time. We should talk a little bit about the Chinese program, um, which is important to almost all of the Hong Kong parents that that we meet. Um, so, should we um, talk to Josephine, like from primary age? Um, how does your Chinese program look in in the school day? The Chinese program. Yes. You mean the so Chinese language? Yes, the Mandarin? Chinese learning. Yes, yes. Ah, we do have uh, Mandarin classes uh, three times per week. Okay. So, so there's been like three periods. Each period is uh, 40 minutes. Okay. So yeah. for the students, like, I don't know if you've got students from Hong Kong whose Mandarin might be rather advanced or at least intermediate. Yeah, then... there will be there will be three levels. There will be okay. uh, beginners, intermediates and advanced. And also, it's a not, not compulsory that you need to take the Mandarin classes because you can choose between Mandarin or Spanish. For the year mm. one, two and three, you can speak, you can, you can choose between English, I mean, Mandarin or French. Okay. Would you ever yeah. um, have the children take their Mandarin IGCSE a bit early to sort of have one yes. in the back pocket? Yes. Um, for Mandarin, when they come to secondary, they have uh, beginners, conversational, first language Chinese, foreign language Chinese, and they have uh, basic and advanced whereby they can take it through HSK examination. So all okay. these papers are under IGCSE. And you would support the, the HSK um, exam? Yes. The tutoring? Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. Interesting. We have covered quite a lot in, in a rather short amount of time. I um, want to go to Catherine to talk about the yeah. admissions. So, Catherine, just quickly, could you tell us a little bit about the interest that you have from Hong Kong? Uh, what are the questions that the Hong Kong parents will ask you? Okay. Uh, basically, for Hong Kong parents, actually, a few concerns they have will be the safety of the school, the school environment. Okay, knowing that most of the children they are a bit young from kindergarten, primary. Okay, so basically, it's right here. We do give the uh, information to the parents. Our school, since the child they are young when they are joined Kingsley, we were well taking care of their safety. Okay, as well of their learning progress in the school. Okay. So students actually like from Hong Kong, maybe there are some of them, the English is not so strong at the first year. We do provide a lot of English class for them. Okay. Right. And then, yeah. I think this Hong Kong is... This will be a lot. 
Hong Kong is so safe, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, so safety, very, very important. So English as a second language, if you're, if the students are coming from a Hong Kong um, Chinese medium, Cantonese medium school, then you do provide the ESL um, for them. Yes. Yes, we do. We are providing okay. ESL as young from kindergarten, all the what, way what from. The what do the children have? Like minimal English language is that is that a problem for admissions or are you happy to um, to take them no problem yeah it's no problem maybe because Mr. Sophie, yes because we have an English enhancement program mm. after schooling hours we have this uh, enhancement program for students who come with minimal English and is there a, a, certain, a certain age, like would you accept a child into year nine, for example, with minimal English, or would you consider that to be detriment, possibly detrimental to their GCSE? We will accept the child. We will accept the child, but we will support the child with extra classes, remedial classes, as well as the EEP program that I mentioned this now. We will accept. Right. Yep. If they're up for a challenge, and if they're willing to put in the work, you have everything to support them. Exactly. To exactly. Yes. It's about seeing the potential in, in a child, right? And I, I feel that at, at, say, year nine, just as an example, it's about the children being intrinsically motivated to want to do their very best um, by the time they're, right. they're that age, right? Children at that age, they are, you know, uh, of a different mindset. So I can't just reject a child just because... Uh, his English is not good. I should be able to tap into his strength and work around that to help the child to prosper in other subjects or other areas. That is our goal here. Absolutely, yeah. So we should just finish. We're talking about admissions. So um, we want to mention the affordable fees. <laughs> so I we couldn't find them on the website. So if anyone's interested, the fees are, what would we say? We would say very affordable compared to Hong Kong. What are your, um, what are your secondary fees, Ms. Priya, for the top, top year group, year, year 13? Okay. Yeah, okay. So you want to share? Yes, please, okay. thank you. Let, let me just do the sharing of the fee structure. All right. Perfect. Overall, can you see school fees is very reasonable. Starting from early years, all right. So average about yearly fees is about uh, um, bring it Malaysia twenty thousand for uh, early years. Then primary is around thirty thousand, and secondary is around forty to forty forty three thousand in yearly fees. Wow! So the parents have a choice to pay by termly basis. So, um, Catherine, for boarding for year thirteen, for example, including the boarding, what is that? Boarding fees yearly, uh, if students going for twin sharing, it costs about, about 20, 26,000 in a year. Twin sharing room, yearly, yearly school, yearly boarding fees. And that's on that's on top of the tuition fees or including? Uh, this on top of the school fees. So say about what for the students say about secondary, you mentioned maybe students in year nine. All right. Yeah. So the school yeah. fees is about forty thousand for a year, adding okay. with the boarding fees. For one year, about twenty six. So it costs about uh, around sixty thousand for a one year expenses, school fees, including the boarding fees. Okay, so that's about sixty uh, hundred and seven thousand Hong Kong dollars for the year. That's, yeah, I, I, okay. according to Google. That, 
Yeah. yeah, so that's very affordable. So if parents would like to get involved and um, to contact you, we'll put all of the links below. And yes. so Catherine, you will be their first point of contact in the admissions yeah. department. Yes, true. Yeah. We, have the we have any... Correct. Sorry? So let me just brief about admission team. We have an admission team to handle the local Malaysian as well as the international families. So those families that are interested uh, from Hong Kong, they want to inquire more about the schools, they can always drop their uh, emails, uh, contact number to, to top school. Then from there, my admission team will take over to follow up and provide them whatever necessary information. And yeah. then for the, for the enrollment, the next academic year will be in coming September 2022. So the enrollment is ongoing. Okay, we have a question in the comments. So maybe Ryan, could you somehow, oh, from safety of each student is very important. How can we ensure that our child is safe from bullying? Ah, thank you for mentioning. Um, so your school is, is one of the um, key messages is anti-bullying, right? This is the title of the webinar. Um, could you, who could answer that for, for me? I can answer. Yes. Josephine? Um, Josephine? We, we in Kingsley take bully cases very seriously, but we, um, we tried our best. I would not say that we have zero bully cases because bully cases is, um, uh, yeah, is, is everywhere, is everywhere. So, but we take it very seriously. If we were to know that there's any bully cases, we were, uh, in, we were, surely investigate by uh, talking to the children, uh, checking the CCTV uh, to the teachers. And then we will also, of course, we will uh, communicate with the parents and we will also have uh, reflection. Action will be taken. We do not do punishment here because uh, we felt that uh, punishment is not a way to teach our children to um, know or to realize what they did uh, was wrong. So we actually have reflections. Reflections means we uh, let them mop the floor. So in if you come and visit our school, you will see that uh, at the corridor, there's a lot of pails and mops where the students will be mopping 50 meters, 100 meters, and um, their pictures will be up at the at a board okay of course the face will not be shown but the, from the back so that they know uh, after that the pastoral care will actually talk to them again and to make sure that they know why they are mopping the floor so uh, this is a way to actually educate uh, a healthy mindset for the young uh, people and because we know that uh, bully is very very serious in the whole world and it kills so we must make sure that they are uh, educated from a young age all the way to you know secondary that uh, being mean you know it's not cool so you know you have a consequences and uh, yes and they must realize it now and our okay. children's mental health is extremely important to all of us of course goes without saying right as parents that's something yeah. and especially over the last from the last few years it, it is interesting you know obviously all schools will have an element of bullying all schools you know teenagers get up to all sorts of things it, it's about how the school um, handles an incident um, not that there won't be ever any incidents 
So thank you. Thank you for your answer. Thank you for your question, um, Javel. So with that, uh, I think I will say thank you very much to my guests um, this morning, uh, Miss Josephine, uh, Miss Priya and Miss Catherine from uh, Maple Leaf Kingsley International School in Malaysia. It's been really interesting. I would love to visit the school someday. If I'm in KL, I will be stopping by for sure. And um, thank you for watching live. If you have any questions or watching on the replay, by all means, um, pop them in the comments and we would definitely answer them. So that's all for now. We're signing out. I've been Ruth from Top Schools. Join us on our next Facebook Live tomorrow. Thank you and over and out. Bye-bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye. Thank, thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about the Hong Kong education system and parenting and education news and trends, check out our back catalogue all available to download for free. You can also head over to our YouTube, Facebook or website for lots of free useful information for parents and educators. Links in the show notes. Until next time.